our theme this year here at Emerge is victory because we want to see you guys, students, live lives full of victory. Live, live life with so much of God in your life that you see victory after victory after victory in your life. And so we're going to do a, whole, a few weeks um, actually leading up till Easter. Um, talking about victory and talking about what God has done in our lives. And, and, um, and I'm excited about this. And I, I, so this whole theme of victory, you know, uh, when you are victorious, what do you do? You, you win, right? And you celebrate, right? And so um, how many of you guys have been and, or played on sports teams? Okay, next Wednesday night is Jersey night. Wear your jersey. If you have one, if you don't have one, make one up, make one up, draw some numbers on a shirt, uh, make up a team or whatever it is. Next Wednesday night is Jersey night. Don't forget victory next Wednesday. But basically, listen, listen, listen. Basically, victory, uh, victory is basically winning. Who likes to win? Anybody like to win? No, some of you don't. It don't really matter to some of you. Um, like, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen, I, I want to kind of set the tone. I want to set the tone for victory. I want to set the tone for this, for the series and for tonight. And so to do that, um, if you guys have ever played a game uh, or, or if have you ever watched a game, some kind of sports game or whatever kind of game, if you've ever played a game and and... It's a close game, and, and it's, it's a good game, and, and then you're about to win, and there's like 10 seconds on the clock. What do you do? Everybody counts down from 10, right? When there's 10 seconds, because you're, you're so excited, and then after the, you, you count down after you hit zero, what's everyone do if your team wins? Like, you lose your minds, Right? And so, so to, to kick off this series, we're gonna get we're gonna get warmed up a little bit. We're gonna celebrate a little bit, um, and then so here's what we're gonna do: we're gonna count down from ten, and then I want you guys to absolutely lose your minds because we're you can stand up, you can stand up, you can get ready, whatever it is. Actually, actually, everybody just stand up. Everybody stand up. Here we go. We're gonna count down from ten. And then once we hit zero, I want you guys to prepare and to get ready to celebrate. Here we go. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? All right, let's start it. Oh, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 wait. No, no, no. Ten. And then what happens? And then what happens? And then what happens? What happens when you win? There's dog piles when you win. There's dog piles. There's dog piles when you win. There's dog piles. And there's people are losing their minds. Like, there's confetti falling. Ceiling, like you're running up into the stands, waving at your mom, like, and there's dog piles happening all over the place, like that's how it feels. That's how it feels to celebrate. That's how it feels to have victory. That's how it feels to win. All right, you guys can have a seat. You guys can have a seat. Like people are losing their clothes and all kinds of stuff. That was, 
almost inappropriate, borderline. So, whoo. All right, all right. Now that you're getting warmed up, now that everyone has celebrated, we got it out of our system. We know what it's like to have victory. We know what it's like to win. You know what it's like to lose your mind a little bit and have a little fun. Um, how many of you guys? How many of you guys play sports? You guys play sports? Maybe you, you've ever heard your coach. You've ever heard your coach say something like this? If you want to win, you got to be hungry for it. You ever heard your coach say that? You got to be hungry for that win. Has anybody ever? No? Yeah? No? Oh, you got to be hungry to play golf. Uh, okay. Well, hey, here's, here's what, listen, listen, listen. The title of, of tonight's message is simply this, hungry. Hungry. And everyone say that. Hungry. Everybody say it again. One, two, three. Hungry. Who's hungry right now? Oh, yeah. Well, if you're hungry right now, I want to invite you in about... 30, 40 minutes to go to McDonald's with us after church uh, and hang out for a while. So, but wait a minute. But hey, here's the deal. Listen, listen, listen. If you want to live the life of victory, you got to stay hungry. I want to challenge you guys. I want to encourage you guys to take notes tonight. I want to encourage you guys to write some things down. Who knows what God could speak to your hearts because note takers are. And note takers go to. That's right. (laughs) Which is, is not true, just so if you're the first time here. Um, but it sure does help, right? So how many of you guys um, know nothing motivates you like hunger, right? Nothing motivates you like being, like hunger. Like, like where might, anybody ever get hangry? You know what I'm talking about? Where like, if, if you don't, maybe you don't get to eat at a certain time and you get hangry. It's, it's the mix of being, you get so hungry that you get angry, right? And, and you get, maybe, maybe that's you. You get hangry and you get snappy at people. Anybody like that? And then, um, like, all you need, like, to chill you out, to calm you down is, like, is like a big bag of chips. And, like, like you're like, oh, whew, I'm good. I'm good. Like, how many of you guys, how many guys, you get hungry around, you get hangry around midnight, you got to have some Taco Bell. You got to have some Taco Bell. Yeah? No? Yeah? Like, like you don't even care what they put in the Taco Bell. It could be dog food. Like, it could be a finger. Like, I don't know. But you're going to eat it anyways because it's Taco Bell and it's at, at, at midnight. Like, here, here, nothing is as good as Taco Bell at midnight. I, I'm not even kidding. Dairy Queen. Are they even open at midnight? Probably not. Nothing is good as Taco Bell at midnight. So here's the, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen, listen. Shh. Tonight, what I'm talking about is I'm talking about being spiritually hungry. Being spiritually hungry. Not, not necessarily physically hungry. Not when you're like, like when you're, you're spiritually hungry, it's a choice. It's a choice that you make. It's just like the, the choice to be more hungry at your job. Like if you want to succeed or if you want to get a better job, you'll work harder. Like you're hungry for that promotion. You're hungry for that raise. Or, or like maybe it, your academics. We got some, I know we got some really smart people in this room. Like you want straight A's. You got to be hungry at working hard, at studying, at listening, at going to school. That's kind of important. And, and studying. Like where's my athletes at? Any athletes in the room? Like athletes, like 
How many of you guys, like I said this earlier, you've heard your coach say, like, if you want to win, you got to be hungry for it. You've got to be hungry for that championship. Or you've got to be hungry for the whatever, just the win. And, like, like here's the deal. Mot- hungry, uh, hunger has to, has to motivate you. Um, but remember, you guys ever heard of uh, a guy named Michael Phelps? Yeah. yeah. Heard of? I don't know if, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, we cut his head off. Um, but that guy, um, he's the most decorated Olympian of all time. And, and like, how did, how did Michael Phelps get so good? He had to be hungry. Like, listen, that's all you know about Michael Phelps, for sure. All right. That's very disappointing, but he got all of those 28 Olympic medals in the Olympics. And, and, and you're racing in the Olympics. You're racing against the best around the world. And in order to win those, all those medals, you got to be hungry for it. You got to work hard for it. He, he, Michael Phelps, he had to get up early. He had to stay up late. He had to eat right. He had to spend more time in the pool, more time working on his technique. He had to make the right choice. And, and, and hunger is a choice. It's a choice. And, and say that with me. Say, hunger is a choice. See, for Phelps, it, there, there was no halfway with him. He had to give it all to earn that victory, to get that victory. See, when we talk about spiritual hunger, you have to be all in for God. You have to give your all for him. You have to choose to go all in. And every ounce of my being, you have to be hungry for God. <clears throat> like for us to come back, come in here and, and, and to come in here on a Wednesday night or, or on Sundays or, or in your devotion time, you can't just kind of sit back and say, okay, God, um, I, I, want, I want you to speak to me, um, so just, just do it. Okay, God, I'm, I'm just waiting on you. And, and I'm just going to sit right here, God, and, and I'm going to just wait on you to speak to me. I'm not going to put out any effort. You do the work, God. And, and here's the deal. We, we can do that. We can do that easy. It's, but you've got to be hungry for God. You've got to have a passion. You've got to have a desire for God. You have to go after God. You have to chase after him. And it's a choice. Being hungry for God is a choice. See, in your Bible, in Matthew 5, 6, it says this. It said, blessed are those who hunger and they thirst for righteousness, for they will be what? Filled. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be healed. Filled. Um, so as you choose to be hungry for God, it's the amount of hunger that you have for God that will determine the amount in which he'll fill you. See, it's a choice. It's a decision that you make. And let me tell you, when you're hungry for God, when you're you're going after him with all of your life and with everything that you are, you'll see victory after victory after victory in your life. Who likes to have victory? I think we all do. I think we all like to win. One of our values here at Emerge Youth Church is that growing people change. You can't change if you're not growing. 
If you're going after your after God and 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 you you have a hunger for Him and you're growing closer to Him, you can't help you can't stay the same. If you have a hunger for the Word of God and and you want that knowledge of God, you have to have a hunger to read your Bible. If you want that closeness with God, you have to have that hunger to pray and that desire to chase after Him and to speak to Him. You'll find victory when you hunger for God. When you thirst for God and when, when you do that, God can fill you even more, filled to, to overflowing. See, now sometimes the, the church world, we use churchy terms. So if you're kind of new to church and there's some churchy terms that we say, um, I'm sorry, um, but I'll, I'll help you understand a little bit. Um, and, and you're sitting, maybe you're here tonight and you're like, what does that even mean? Like, what, like, filled to overflowing, like, God can fill you, like, and so let me kind of explain it like this. For me, uh, when I was your age in high school, um, when I was discovering who God was in my life, who God was for me and, and, and my relationship with him, it, it was like I was, um, I was, I was discovering characteristic, characteristics and, and different attributes of God. And, and I, I heard from my parents. I heard from my pastor, my youth pastor, talking about being filled with God, and I was like, "What does that even mean?" And I and I and I realized my life couldn't be full of God until I stopped doing the things of this world. Until I had I had because when you're already full of things of the world or of, of other junk or other things that you put into your life, you got no room for God. And so I had to start getting moving some things out of my life. I had to start. <clears throat> getting some things out of my life. And unfortunately, some of those were friendships. Unfortunately, some of those, that was the music or the movies or the, the TV that I would watch. I had to remove some things out of my life to put more of God in my life, to fill more of God in my life. I decided to let go of things of this world. And when you let go of the things of this world, that simply means that every single day when you decide to put things in your life <clears throat> or to do things with your life, you're doing things that honor God. Things that, that may, there's things that may fill you for a moment, but they won't satisfy and they won't bring life and they won't bring victory to you. So many times we fill our, our lives with, with friendships and relationships and materialistic things. And none of these things are just bad things. But sometimes some of these things get in the way of our relationship with God. And then that's when these things are wrong. See, it's easy to fill ourselves with those things because a lot of times it's a quick fix. Like it's a, it's a quick thing. Like, oh, I'm feeling lonely. I better start Snapchatting. Or, or I'm feeling down. I better get in my car and go to Sonic. I, whatever it is that you do. I, I don't know. Maybe you like the drinks there. But like we, we do all this stuff to get a quick fix. It, it's like Taco Bell at midnight. Like it's great in the, mo- in the moment. But later on you're like, what have I done to myself? Like, like it's bad. And and all you all if and if all you do is fill yourself with things of the world and not Christ, it'll never quench your hunger. <clears throat> Only God can satisfy you because what you consume is what you become. And I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about just the things that you put into your life. What you consume is what you become. If you're consuming and you're putting your life around around people who are doing wrong things, who are doing bad things, and they're, you're, you're tempted and you're doing those things as well, what you consume or what you 
put around you is what you become. If you put wrong, bad, evil things in your life, then you're going to start to be tempted to live like that. If you're going to put good things in your life, people who love Jesus, people who follow him, people who, when there's temptations to do wrong things, they stand up and still do the right thing, you're going to put that in your life, and that's what you're going to be influenced to be like. That's what you'll become. When all you do is consume yourself with things of this world, you'll begin to look more and more and more like the world. See, a a version of yourself that God never intended. But listen, when you fill yourself with God, when you choose to be hungry for God and you fill your life with Him, you'll find your life with joy and happiness and purpose and victory and so much more. See, my, my question for you tonight is, how hungry are you for God? How hungry are you for God? See, the, that, that brings us to this passage in Luke, and it's in Luke 8, 43 to 48. And, and if you brought your Bible as you're finding it, if you didn't bring your Bible, it's going to be on the screen. But let me set it up for a moment. <clears throat> so Jesus has just arrived in Val- Galilee. And, and he's on his way to this guy's house because his daughter was on her deathbed. And Jesus was on his way to heal this girl. And he encounters this woman, and this woman was hungry for God. And so much, though, that she was so hungry for God that she would not stop until she experienced the healing that she needs from him in that moment. See, let me read it to you. Verse 43, it goes like this. Jesus began to move through the crowded streets, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. He said to herself, uh, she said to herself, if I could only touch his cloak, then I'll be healed. So she came up behind him, touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, The people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, but someone touched me. I know that power power has gone out from me. And then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling, trembling and fell at his feet in the presence of all the people. She told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. And then he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. See, this woman had had... there's versions of the Bible, they call it an issue of blood, but she had been bleeding for 12 years. And and so think about that. Some of you guys are like barely even 12 years old. Some of you guys are just a little bit over than that. Think about how desperate you would be if that was you. She was hungry for God to do something in her life, hungry for God to move in her life. So she hears that Jesus is coming through town. And she doesn't allow herself to shrink back and to hold back. And, and, but instead, her hunger for God outweighed her hesitancy. See, her hunger outweighed her hesitancy. She could have held back. She'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. But she was hungry for God to heal her life. What I want you to know is like, you have to let your hunger outweigh your hesitancy. She knew that all she had to do was just touch Jesus. Actually, she didn't even touch Jesus. She touched the edge of his, his cloak, of, his, of his, the garment he was wearing. She touched the edge of that. Didn't even touch Jesus himself. And she was instantly healed. She was hungry for God. She was desperate for him. And so she made a choice to move to action. It would have been so easy in that moment to be like, ah, Jesus, he, he's around here and, and, and he wants to heal me. Um, he can come to me. 
It would have been easy to do that. No, she allowed her hunger for a touch from God to move her to action. And out of that, she got what she needed from Jesus. Now, that was a big deal that she touched him, that she touched his cloak. See, back in this day, back in this era, if a woman uh, was, was bleeding or if, or if you touched anything unclean, uh, and especially in this situation, a woman was un, unclean, uh, according to Jewish law, she would have been labeled as unclean. And, and especially a Jewish priest or a rabbi could not touch anything that was unclean. And so if he would have touched her, they would have had, he would have had to go through this whole entire cleansing process before he can continue to work in the temple or continue to do whatever it is that he does. And since, so since she was unclean, when she touched Jesus, he would have been unclean. But, but with Jesus... The rules don't apply. She, she went to him unclean and God healed her. <clears throat> See, the same is true for us, for every single one of us in this room. We can never sin enough. We can never mess up enough. We can never make enough bad decisions for God to ever say, no, your sin's too dirty. You're too unclean. You're too filthy to come to me. He will never, ever, ever do that to us. Our lives are never too messy for God. See, I think a lot of times we come here on a Wednesday night and, and we know how we've lived throughout the week or, or the things that we've even done before we walked into, into the doors. We, we, we know, and, and I think, and so what, what happens a lot of times is we just kind of shrink back and we sit in the back and, and instead of being hungry for God. See, let me tell you this, when you move, God will move in your life. When you take a step towards him, he'll take a step towards you. When you have to move towards him, like he he wants to know you. He wants relationship with you. He wants to fill you up. And see, that's that's exactly what God did for this woman. He healed her in that moment. It didn't matter how, how culture viewed her, how anyone saw her. What mattered is how God sees her. And what matters to you is how God sees you. When she moved to action, she broke through the crowd and she touched Jesus's cloak and she was healed immediately. See, hunger is, is a choice that, that when you're desperate for God in your life, like inconvenience is not an option. Inconvenience is not an option. It, it was not convenient for this woman to be healed. It wasn't convenient. She had to fight through the crowd, you read the verse that we he, there, there was a crowd around Jesus. She had to fight through this crowd to get to him, to just touch him. See, who who in this room like you hate crowds of people? Anybody like large crowds kind of freak you out a little bit? You like you like you want to go like you like and you like just want to shrink into a ball like and curl into a baby on the ground and like no, don't touch me like like so Jesus he was surrounded. By a crowd, he had this mob around him, and this woman had to fight and had to push her way through this crowd to get to Jesus. And let me tell you, it was convenient. It, I'm sorry, it was inconvenient to get to Jesus. Let me ask you this How desperate are you for a touch from God that you're willing to get inconvenient to make it happen? How desperate are you for God? Her, see, her desperation didn't matter. We live in a world 
that we love convenience. Like we love things to be convenient. Like I've got an app on my phone, praise the Lord. And I can order, order my whole Chipotle meal from my app and just walk in the store and it's ready to go. Like, hallelujah, dance a little jig. Like, man, like, I, I, we love convenience. It's so good. I, I love it. Like, you get there, like, our world is so convenient. But in moments when we're desperate for God we need, and we need him to move, convenience cannot be an option. Convenience cannot be an option. You have to get hungry for God, and that, that should move you to action. You have to get desperate for God to move. You see, desperation happens when you decide to do something about your hunger. Desperation happens when you decide to do something about your hunger. When, hunger, when you make that decision, you focus on that which you're hungry for. See, this woman, she could have, have stopped the second that Jesus was in her presence. She could have just stopped and be like, oh, I'm, I'm close enough. She could have stopped right there. She could have just thought, ah, th- this is good enough. I- I'm close enough. Like, I can see him. But if she would have done that, she would have let her miracle pass right by her. She would have let her victory pass right by her. Could we have our, our band go ahead and come back up? See, what I, what I don't want us to do tonight is to hear that story and to say, yeah, she was healed. And, and here's what a lot of us will do tonight. She'll say, yeah, this lady was healed, but it, it was Jesus. Jesus was right there. Like, she was healed, but, like, she had a great option right there. <clears throat> of course she grabbed his cloak. So, but you need to know this tonight. I want everyone to hear this. That same power that we read about in this story that we just heard about is available for you today. It's available for you right now. See, God's presence is right here, right now. And he wants to move in your life. He wants to speak to you tonight. You have to get hungry for him. You have to get desperate for him. You have to say, God, I need this depression gone from my life. God, I need this anxiety gone. I need this doubt gone. I need, I need help in my relationships. God, I need to know your purpose and your plan and your calling for my life. Whatever you need from God, you have to get hungry for it. You have to take action. You have to do something about it. God is here. How hungry are you for God tonight? How hungry are you to cry out to him <clears throat> to get that victory tonight? See, I think so many of us in this room who we've been filling with our lives with so many things other than God and, and it's not satisfying and it's leaving you empty. Maybe you can't quite put a finger on what you need, but you know that something is missing from your life.